You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 78th and final episode of Season 2 of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. I saved this one for last because it's a fabulous double success story for mental freedom. After this, we'll take a two-week break before beginning Season 3 with the topic of coaching. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at the Relationship Center on Facebook or Instagram. In this episode, I'll be talking with Tony Kitchens, one of the original explorers of mental freedom, and his wife, Cynthia. Thank you so much for being with us today to share your mental freedom journeys. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you having us. All right. You're welcome. My pleasure. So Cynthia, you didn't actually take mental freedom or choice theory. That's the theory that mental freedom is based on, but I think you know an awful lot about it. So how did you manage to learn it without attending any formal trainings? Oh, thank you. I started by looking at the change that my husband, Tony, was having with choice theory and mental freedom and the conversations that he would have with me. And I was so impressed that I was like, what is it that he's taking? I want some of that. <laughs> so I just basically watched him listen to his conversations when he shared little things with me. Then I began to want to learn out and find out for myself. So that's when he introduced me to choice theories, books, uh, William Glasser, and, and also some of your books. And then I just started diving in from there. So you'd say pretty much you're self-taught. Yes, self-taught. And as Tony would say, by osmosis. <laughs> that osmosis, I yeah. You, you learn by osmosis. <laughs> yep. I look at him. I watched him. I just listened to him. And I love the conversations that he would share with me. And how we are communicating now is pretty much the, what he indicated is from choice theory. That's terrific. I'm so happy to hear that. I know it's got to be a good thing because when people learn choice theory, they learn so much about valuing relationships and the way to have conversations and to care for one another. And I love when a married couple or even an unmarried couple, but a couple start using choice theory with each other to see what happens in their relationship. It's really nice to see. Can you describe your mental freedom journey for the listeners, Tony? Yes. Well, my mental freedom journey, and I say that it's, it's continuous to be a journey because I certainly haven't reached a destination with mental freedom. My mental freedom journey really started with me trying to understand me, understand why am I here, understand where I fit. Because one of the things that I kind of lean towards, if you really doesn't know where you fit, you act like a misfit. And so that's kind of where I was. I didn't really know where I was. I had built this mental prison that was built with the bricks of discrimination, shame, guilt, and fear of failure. I had that fear. I felt safe to be leading from the second chair, I would call it, to not always be in front, but be always be behind because it was safe. Because if things fail, well, then, you know, I can hide behind the second chair. And taking mental freedom I began to learn one of the things that really stood out for me was knowing what I was responsible for and what I choose to respond to. 
that was really powerful for me because in that in a conversation, I could be present in the conversation and really know what part of this conversation am I responsible for. And even in that conversation, I can be saying to myself, I choose to respond to or I choose not to respond to. Nice. Now, that kind of helped me open the gates for me mm-hmm. to be me. Mm-hmm. That was one of them that helped me to be me. And another thing was, it was another of the tenets that helped me a lot. And that was the glow. When you talk about the gifts, the lessons, the opportunities, and the wisdom. Because when you encounter a opportunity, I call it, because all things to me now seem to be an opportunity. Everything's not always about a missed opportunity. There's something to learn in this, even though it doesn't seem like it at the time, but there's something to learn in this. I say, what is it I'm trying to learn? Or what is God taking me through? Or why am I doing this? If there's something in this, and I'm reminded of this, I don't know whether it's a joke or an adage, what it is. I was reading something where there's two little boys they're on farm, and these two little boys, the grandfather told them to go to the stall to shovel out the horse manure. And one little boy picked up the shovel and he did it with such enthusiasm. But the other little boy decided, well, you know, he wasn't going to do that. And then his uncle came and said, well, why are you shoveling so enthusiastically in this manure? And the little boy responded and said, well, there must be a pony in here somewhere. You know, and so that's kind of how I look at the globe. There's a lesson in here somewhere. And that's kind of what started my journey in mental freedom. Yeah, I know the glow has helped me through many, many a rough moment. I can tell you that. So I'm really glad to know that it's helping you as well. That's terrific. Cynthia, how about you? What has been your osmosis mental freedom journey? (laughs) Well, my journey with mental freedom, I have begun to feel empowered, understanding that, as Tony mentioned, what I was responsible for. And I just loved it when I started hearing him explain the difference between responsible and responsible. He explained to me what it was that you were meant. So my journey has me, I'm I'm lifted and I'm also feeling powerful because I know what I am responsible for now versus what I felt that I was responsible for in the past, because I always was thinking that I needed to be in control of my life and everyone else's life as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So have you let go of the need to do that? Oh, Tony's chiming in too. (laughs) Absolutely, because there's a particular person. She loved this person, but she would not carry a long conversation with them without being judgmental. The other day, she carried on a conversation with this person for over 45 minutes. And I said, Cynthia, how are you able to do that without being judgmental? Because in the past, she would be very judgmental in that conversation. And she said, well, I was listening to her and knowing that I could respond to what I wanted to respond to. And I was in control. So Cynthia, tell her about that conversation. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a conversation <laughs> that I usually would be on the phone with her less than five minutes. How are you doing? What's going on with your life? You feeling okay? Talk to you later. <laughs> yep. But I was surprised that I stayed on the phone with her that long. 
smiling the entire time, having a fun conversation because I felt so proud of myself that I was not judging her, nor was I trying to fix anything with the conversation, but just being there just to listen. Oh, that's awesome. That is terrific. It's freeing when you can let go of responsibility that isn't yours to take. Definitely. Okay. So I can tell there's been some good things. So how has this mental freedom journey impacted your marriage? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Tony Kitchens, even though I love him, Kim, Uh I can say that I like him now. (laughs) Oh, that is a big distinction to make. (laughs) I like him now. We communicate and we listen and we value each other's feelings, understanding that it's his feelings and my feelings and right or wrong, it belongs to the other person. And I have no responsibility of how he feel, have no control over what he's feeling, trying to fix any problem that he's doing, because I was doing that a lot. He was going through so much. Well, not only with him and my family too, I was always trying to be a fixer. So now we have fun. And I tell him all the time, I'm sitting there, oh, I like you now. I don't mind coming home so we can have some, <laughs> some good times together. Because <laughs> before, you know, it was, it was just one of those days that I would work, 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 work. And, but now I work and then I'm happy to come home. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So Tony, how about you? How has it impacted your marriage from your point of view? I have to chime in with what Cynthia said. The marriage is better. It's a lot better because there was always used to be, I used to say that we don't have, Cynthia and I doesn't have a lot of arguments. We have a lot of lively discussions. (laughs) And so the lively discussions, the lively discussions are really at a minimum. When we have lively discussions, we're able to stop and really take assessment on where part of this do we play and take full responsibility for that. And it comes together rather quickly as opposed to it used to be in the past. In the past, we would kind of linger and go to our neutral corners and not really resolve the issue. Now, when we're having the lively discussion, when we're having a difference of an opinion, we stop and we look at it and say, really, what part of that do we own? What part of that are we responsible for? Are we casting blame? Are we looking at this from a criticism point of view. What are we doing? What are we, my individual self is responsible for? And we do that and we move past it. What we don't do, we don't look at the choice theory or mental freedom as a end all be all that we're never going to have challenges, that we're never going to have differences of opinion. We don't look at it that way. We look at it for what it is and use it when we do enter into that space, we get out of that space a lot quicker. We do, because he knows I'm right, Kim. <laughs> oh, that's what we heard the mental freedom. Happy wife, happy life. I've heard that before. <laughs> Somehow I think it's a joke that you really do work things out. What I love about mental freedom, and really this is more choice theory than mental freedom, is that there are more than one right. 
So Tony can yes. be right and you can be right in the same situation. It's just he's right for him and you're right for you. And you don't have to agree to be able to live in harmony. I really like that. It broadens the whole perspective when you realize I don't have to be right or I can know without a doubt that I'm right for me. And you know, for a doubt that you're right for you and we can respect each other and move forward. I love that. And we, and we do, and after we come to the conclusion and we resolve it and we start laughing, then we start role playing like, what would we have done in this situation in the past? Then I'll start pretending to be him and then he'll start pretending to be me. And then we end up laughing at each other. So oh, that's, that's funny. So you make fun of each other in a playful kind of way. Or your, yes, your old do. selves. Yes. Yes, the old self, exactly. The old self. I like what that. What I have said in yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, it's great. You must laugh a lot. I do. <laughs> we do. We do. We laugh a lot. He didn't laugh. <laughs> yes. I didn't hear that, Tony. What did you say? She think I'm her personal comedian. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe you are. In his mental freedom journey, he has begun mm -hmm. to have fun. He didn't have fun yes. before, but going through this. He's beginning to have yeah. fun. So yes, we do laugh a lot. That's great. Yeah, my laugh. fun knee was very, very serious all the time. Mm -hmm. Just a question. Do you think that's because your fun need is low or was it just depleted? I think the word depleted may describe it. Yeah, I think it was depleted because I thought you had to be serious all the time and everything you had to be, what they say, on the grind. I had to be on the grind all the time. Every day I had to accomplish something every single day. If I didn't accomplish something every day, my day was lost. And that was like that all the time. And there was no room for fun. But I understand that fun is a part of living, part of it. It really is. Tony, what has been a significant accomplishment during your journey? Can you pinpoint one? Yes, yes, I can. That is coming from behind the second chair, stepping into my giftedness, stepping into who I am as Tony, embracing who I am and being able to, for those who don't agree with me, to being able to say that that's okay. I don't have to try to fit in. I used to try to fit in a lot or I try to bend myself to someone else's liking. That's not necessary for me anymore. I mean, that is their challenge at that point. I think there was something that you wrote that helped me to understand that. And I think on the bottom line, it said something to the effect, I'm probably not going to get it right, but it said that it's okay to be you and that it's okay for a person to choose to not like you or choose not to be with you. The point is that I feel that I am better. I feel that I am me. I feel more in tune with Tony. And I don't have to prove myself a lot. You see, I don't have to prove I belong in a space. And Cynthia, you could help me a lot with that from perspective of looking at from the outside. Because I used to, have to always feel like I belong. I feel like I had to prove myself a lot. Remember that, Cynthia? I remember Tony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Look, so, you articulate so, that for me? Articulate that for me. I just think from, from my perspective that Tony wasn't feeling significant enough. Couldn't yeah. do enough. He couldn't be. He always asked the question, 
who I need to be in order to do whatever. I will say sometimes just be you, love you, love who is because everybody's else position has been filled, but no one's feeling Tony and that's where you come in to fill Tony's position. So I always thought that it had to do with significance, but now he's believing in himself and it looks good on him. I told him it looks good on him. You have a wise woman in your life, Tony. <laughs> yes, I do. I am blessed. Yes. Now, you said twice you came out from behind the second chair. Can you talk more about what that means and what that actually looks like? Yes. Well, let me start by reading the poem or what you call it, but just the thing that I kept stumbling over that you wrote that helps me to understand what that means. But you see, here's what you wrote. You said, make the decision to follow your own path to be responsible for your own happiness and to realize following your passion is not a selfish act. It's actually the opposite. Failing to follow your passion means robbing the world of something good, possibly great, just to appease those in your life who choose to be hurt over being supported. That resonated with me so much and helped me to understand coming behind the second chair, meaning that to follow my own path. Because I was always so busy trying to build someone else's dream. I would lend my talents to, to build someone else's dream and I would watch them take off with the ideas that I brought to the table. And then I would feel sad or mad because they are doing it, the idea that I brought to the table. Because it felt for me to be safe because I really didn't think that the idea would work. Now, not so much. I take the idea and I do what I can do with it and let it go where it go. Let it be what it is. I'm not afraid to do that anymore. Again, I always kind of put myself in a position to help someone else to achieve their dreams. So now- Going after your own, huh? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So do you have a concrete dream you could share with us or would you rather keep that to yourself now? <laughs> yeah, I would rather at this point, yeah, I'd rather kind of keep that under wraps at this point, but it's something that I'm working on that has eluded me for quite some time, not because it wasn't available to me, but because I never really pursued it. It was a passion of mine, but I never really pursued it. So now I'm pursuing that passion and we're going to stay tuned and see what develops. All right. Be sure you keep me posted on that. <laughs> I will. So Cynthia, I don't know if you have an answer to this question, but do you have a significant accomplishment during your journey? Well, my significant accomplishment is being able to understand and feeling free that I'm not responsible for anyone's happiness. You that are I, responsible for one person's happiness. Yes, I am only responsible <laughs> for my happiness. And I begin to, even though I feel myself as a helper and I will help anyone now, I'm feeling that it, it is my time to love me, to help me, to take care of me. That's empowering and to help me to take care of others if need be. But I began to put myself first, as you mentioned, it's not selfish, being selfish without being selfish. Well, because when you put yourself first, then there's more of you, more energized you to be able to help the others in your life. Yes. 
And my second accomplishment, my fingernails. I've been trying to grow those for 45 years. <laughs> so tell me, what is the connection, mental freedom and fingernails? Help me to understand that. Because I was a worry, I worried a lot, I stressed a lot, and I became a nail biter. And if things didn't work out and I couldn't get things done, I would bite my nails. And I promise you, just taking this journey, I told Tom, oh my God, I said, look. And then he looked at it one day, he said, oh, you're trying to grow something. Then a month later, I had it. And every day I, he passed by me, I scratched me. He said, if you scratch me one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that I'm going to put that on an advertisement. Want to grow your fingernails? <laughs> Get mental freedom and you can be the model. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. stress, I'm stressed, I don't worry. I sleep well at night and I'm just, I look down at this every, you know, I'm looking at my nails every day and I get so emotional because I'm just happy that I not only accomplished that, but just loving me. What I love that I heard you say is I'm loving me and I'm liking my husband. Yes. Because you always loved him, but you're liking him, which is, I mean, both of those things are just phenomenal. And this, listeners, is from someone who never took mental freedom. She got right. it by osmosis. So yes, that's pretty terrific. And I know, Cynthia, you read my book, Choosing Me Now. Yes. And you mentioned that there's something that really resonated with you when you read that book, but you haven't told me what it is. So would you tell our listeners? I have this that I read every day when I wake up in the morning to myself. And in your Love of Me Now book, you have this paragraph in here where it says, developing a healthy, positive relationship with yourself requires that you value yourself enough to believe you are worth caring for and then prioritizing the time to actually nurture yourself. Don't forget to love yourself. You are perfect in every way. You are beautiful. That I read <laughs> every morning and I just have a beautiful day. I love that that sets the tone for your yes. day. Yes, it does. Oh my goodness. As an author, especially a lot of my work is on the internet and you just don't know what your words mean to people. And to hear Tony quote me and to hear you quote me, it's like a present that you wrapped up and gave me. It really is because I don't get to know those things very often. So, wow, I'm interviewing you. I had no idea that I was going to get those gifts from you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Because I tell you. Thank you. Thank you. It's overwhelming sometimes. Oh, great. Wow. I want to give each of you an opportunity if there's anything you'd like to say in closing, and then we'll wrap this up. I'll start with you, Cynthia. Do you have anything you want to share with the audience before we close? I want to, first of all, thank you for being who you are. It's also been a pleasure that each and every time that I speak with you just resonates with me that I am on the right journey to continue this mental freedom from this point on, because I figure that the next half of my life, I'm going to be loving myself. It works, audience. I mean, there's nothing like being mentally free, knowing that you don't have to, which I have eliminated that from my vocabulary. 
That's one of the lessons. Get rid of your have tos. <laughs> that I am choosing to do anything that I'm doing to that day. It's because I have chosen to do it. So it is great to have mental freedom. Your freedom is not free unless you're mentally free to me. <laughs> That's right. That's truly right. Thank you. Tony, how about you? Anything you want to say in closing? Well, I would like to say in closing that I now understand that term, happy wife, happy life. I now really understand that. To sit back and watch my wife be happy within herself and not dependent upon me in any way really blesses my heart to see her being happy, just truly happy and sharing that and choosing to share that joy with me. That to me is really a blessing because some of the turbulent times that we've had in trying to control each other, I can see where that was a fruitless exercise. Trust me, that's very fruitless exercise. But the mental freedom that we both enjoy because we are free within ourselves and we choose to share that happiness with each other is really what I think that one of the goals of mental freedom has been for us in our marriage. What a beautiful thing. That is so wonderful. I am so happy to have met you and to have crossed paths with you. And I hope that we'll continue to uh, have many moments like these. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and closing out my season. I appreciate both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.